Hi, this is Sally Kirkman, and I'm here with my friend Christina Rodenbeck, and we're going to talk to you about the month ahead. If you want to find out more about us, Christina's website is the Oxford Astrologer, oxfordastrologer.com, and my website is my name, sallykirkman.com. Said the Aries rising. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> use your name. <laughs> Oh, so how are we, Christina? Are we well? How's things been in our strange, surreal world that we're living in? Well, I mean, you know, we have been in lockdown like forever. And uh, my my kids have sort of, they're not back at school at all, but they're doing school stuff. Um, and one is going back for one day a week at the moment. So that's I suppose that's a change. Mm. Um, I'm pretty okay. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. Um, I have been pretty bored, <laughs> if I'm <laughs> quite honest. I mean, it's very strange, sort of, it's been Gemini season. And, you know, the sort of limits of who you can see and meet up mm. with and the places you can go. Yes, there's a bit more freedom, but we still need to stay safe. So, so yeah, I feel, felt quite kind of frustrated found it difficult to to plan ahead as well um it's such a kind of retrograde phase that we're in it feels like everything's a bit on hold so yeah it's been you know and as a very martian type it's been quite frustrating actually i found <laughs> it ah, i just want to get back out and do things and talk to people so yeah so that's that's not been great um and i have had but i have had a very mars thing happen to me um, and that's the fact that I've had to have a minor operation on my face. So I now have a, a very attractive scar. And this is, you know, astrologically, this all makes perfect sense because I am an Aries ascendant. And as you know, Christina, I've had Chiron, the planet, the asteroid of wounding going back. It's gone over my ascendant and it's retrograding back. And I did wonder, what's this wound going to be? <laughs> and of course, it's Aries, which rules the head, rules the face. And I've ended up with a scar on my right cheek. So I look very badass, as my niece told me. Which oh, I think, I think it's very chic, <laughs> actually. It's a chic scar. A chic scar. Every Aries ascendant should have a chic scar at some point <laughs> in their lives. Um, so, yeah, so that's, that's been my kind of lovely astrological symbol coming to life. Yeah. Cool, cool. I mean, it's, um, we've also been, we're still in this Venus retrograde now. Yeah. And that's a, always, an, you know, it's an interesting thing. I've had, you know, lot, my usual kind of old friends, long conversations. I've had quite a few. Um, it's interesting clients talking about secret affairs. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems to have been a bit of a theme. Mm. Coming to light, coming to an end, actually. Mm. Um, yeah, so I've, the Venus retrograde has been interesting. Uh, I mean, to me, it's been very clear that a lot of this has been about values and validation. This Venus retrograde, how much, you, what your actual values are. It seems to yeah. have been a question that's been coming up a lot. Yeah. In consultations. Yeah is, you know, what do you, what, what do you really think is important? Yes. Yes. And I've also, the other thing I've noticed with this Venus retrograde is that 
kind of information has come to light and also this is for me it's sort of personal stuff but it's around relationships sometimes through misunderstandings you know there's been yes. a misunderstanding and then sort of the truth has emerged from that so it has been a very there's been this sort of web that's been woven um you know and you're getting sort of nuggets of information in kind of quite strange and and mm-hmm. weird ways yeah gossipy gossipy too gossipy, yeah? gossip yeah i mean as we said last time don't believe everything you hear we're still in that phase of don't believe everything you hear and of things being of things you know one being purposely misled as well Mm. i think Mm. um but on the other hand very good for finding stuff out yes you know it is a good time for finding things out in a sideways kind of way yes Great for all the detectives out there, like me, Scorpio, who's been doing that actively. Do a bit of digging. Do some digging, yeah. Find things out. Get you know, you can unearth some real nuggets actually. Yeah. Phase, which is continuing. It go, it finishes on the twenty fifth. You know, Venus goes direct on the twenty fifth. But you know, mm. we've got time mm. to find out those last few morsels of incredibly juicy gossip. Yes. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, and now we're moving into quite a month, aren't we? Oh my God! But we need to talk about cancer. We need we to talk do. about those cancerians. Yes, because this is uh, the month when the sun moves into Cancer, uh, which takes place on June the twentieth. Um, and the month's astrology we're going to be talking about is until July twenty-first. So it's those lovely cancerians who all think, you know that home and family isn't necessarily what they um, veer towards. It's interesting, isn't it, that with the Cancerians? Do you get that? I have some Cancerians in my life who just, home is everything, and others who are like, no, I really don't want to. Yeah, no, I have. (laughs) Home and with the family. It's also this thing that um, all Cancerians have to, you know, are, are like children. Not at all. I know some who really cannot do kids at all. Um. Yeah. Maybe because they want to be the kid, but you know they. But it, there are some confusions about what cancer really means. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. it's to do with tribe, yes, tribal identity. In fact, you know, we were talking about famous cancerians just before this, and I think that you mentioned Frida Kahlo, who's a great example of that. Yeah. She never could have children, for example. She got that wounding right in the Cancerian, you know, across the uterus. She had a mm. terrible accident, which broke her. Um, but on the other hand, her paintings, among many things, are a statement of her own identity over and over again, you know, all those self-portraits. But they're also about her kind of tribal identity, her identity as, you know, she's uh, part native. Um, she wasn't part Mayan, but you know she was part uh, Native Mexican, yes. and I think her—I want to say her father was German, though. So she's like this interesting mixture. Um, but she's definitely talking about her ethnic identity, her Native identity in those paintings, which I think is very Cancerian. Yes, you identify with your tribe very strongly. Yeah, and so many of those paintings are in in her in the traditional dress, aren't they? Yeah, and she wore the traditional dress a lot, did her hair in the traditional way. Yeah. Actually, when you look back at them and see what everybody else is wearing, it's an incredible statement of pride. 
yeah i actually went to her house her home casa azul the blue house um in mexico and i was there many years ago and i have to say it was just gorgeous i mean you know if you think i mean it was a real home to be proud of actually so colorful and i mean obviously artistic but just beautiful and fascinating and a really lovely energy about it i I loved it actually and just to point out that is very cancerian the casa azul the idea of the home and how important the home is and that you create a shell to keep yourself safe in. And I think that that is the thing that I find consistent with Cancerians, that they need that safe space. And the famous example is always Proust in his cork-lined room, you know, Mm -hmm. um, that he had to do that. Mm, which, is, which always makes me think of the, you know, the symbol, the zodiac yeah. symbol, the crab. It's the hard, tough outer shell, mm. and then but inside they can hide inside. Where's this soft underbelly? Mm. Something yeah. you have to build something around you to keep you to keep you safe. Mm. Um, I think right. it's a great symbol for them. Yeah, it's very true. Also for you know, Cancer moons and Cancer rising as well. That you have to have that space, safe space. Um. I was thinking, and then I was thinking when, uh, you know, from, from Frida Kahlo, I was thinking about female painters. And there's a big exhibition coming up of Artemisa Gentileschi, who is... Uh, who I don't know who this person is, everybody listening in, who doesn't as well. This is, <laughs> we have Christina the Pisces, the artist lover here. Yeah, she's a Baroque painter who's uh, is wonderful, incredibly talented, of course, because she's a woman, you haven't heard of her. Um, but she's, you know, being, there's a big revival of interest in her in particular. And one of the things that she's very famous for, she's done, she's done an incredible, there's an incredible self-portrait of hers uh, from kind of a very weird angle, sort of from above. And, you know, she's sort of, she's kind of somehow managed to fly above herself and imagine herself from above. Mm. Um, So that's interesting. But she also, um, took someone to court for raping her in, I think it would have been, well, in the broke period, so a long time ago, 300 years ago, um, and uh, then did a painting of Judith, with Holofer- Judith and Holofernes, you know that story where Judith cuts off the head of Holofernes? Mm-hmm. So she was, a sur- she was not only, a, she was a survivor of sexual violence, mm. I think is interesting when you think about her comparing her to Frida Kahlo again. Mm. who is a survivor of some kind of violence yeah and then created art out of it wow yeah Um, i mean she shouldn't just be known for that story but i think it is an interesting kind of comparison of this Mm. of and her some of her paintings are very violent Mm. and they do you know i mean this because with cancer there is you know ruled by the moon and this ebb and flow i mean they have such a rich source of emotions And when those emotions are channeled, I mean that can be incredibly powerful, can't it? Um, Yeah, I mean if you look at the, there are so many painters who are. uh, Another great example is Rembrandt. Again, painting himself over and over again, and he's painting himself so emotionally every time. Mm. You know, sometimes he's angry, sometimes he's sad. You know, but he's always looking deeply into himself. Yeah. And I think that deep self-reflection that Cancerians are capable of is amazing and produces great art quite often. Mm. 
Oh, it does. And also we have, you know, the, the other big theme for me with cancer is um, nostalgia. Yeah. You know, the, the love of the past. I mean, the cancerians I know personally are such hoarders. I mean, trying to get them to let go of anything, it's just, <laughs> you know, this is not a minimalist sign in that way, is it? It's kind of, you know, holding on to the past, to memories, to sentimentality. I mean, I think that for me is one of the, the you know, the core attributes to... Oh, I, I agree so much. I mean, I'm thinking of my brother-in-law who is, um, who lives in a house, which is a memorial to his teenage years pretty much still you know and he's getting on a bit now um and it's incredible the stuff that he has the old videotape mm. you know, the old cassettes yeah. Um, yeah yeah and all of his objects everything he owns mm. and i think this is often true with cancerians it's not for the way it looks it's for how it feels yeah yeah. You know? So you're like, why do you have this horrible old spoon that you're doing? Because that was the spoon that I used in, you know, 1982 when I was. Mm. So things are rich with meaning for Cancerians. Rich with meaning, and there is also, you know, there's that the the tenacious, clingy side of Cancer. You know, I I know Cancerians who stay in relationships well past this, how by date, because they just, you know, there's this need to cling, to hold on to what's known, to what's comfortable. Yeah. And, and a really, you know, finding that hard to kind of let go. Hmm. Um, and interesting, isn't it, that we're, I mean, as people are listening to this, Mercury will be retrograde in Cancer. I mean, it's, hmm. you know, it's retrograde in Cancer from June the 18th to July the 12th. And I do think this is going to be, there is going to be this real sense of nostalgia, probably for all of us, you know, looking back to the past now and also bringing up that, that need and want to reconnect with family, particularly if loved ones have been, you know, if you've been apart from loved ones, but we're kind of diving deep into, to quite a nostalgic. And emotional. Um, and I have to say, it's not the most rational sign. Um, Mercury in Cancer is going to be wallowing in emotions and memory and not necessarily, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in the sky at the moment that is telling us you're not thinking straight. Yeah. You're feeling, you may be feeling straight, but you're not, you know, your emotions may be really overwhelming your rational side. Yes. And that is really strong advice for mm. everybody, isn't it? That's, you know, that guidance. And I think we're not moving out of this phase until at least mid-July and possibly, you know, it'll take until um, longer than that, maybe when the sun moves into Leo and we get some illumination, some enlightenment. Yeah. So, I mean, that is, that's really important for everybody. This is, it's a strange retrograde phase we're moving well, into. It also coincides with this massive eclipse. Yes. And we have such a big month coming up, don't we? So I think we should really dive in because there's so much key astrology coming up. Yeah. I mean, we've got what? We've got three lunations. We've got yeah. Mercury retrograde. We've got two eclipses of those lunations. We've got Neptune turning retrograde. We've got... Mars going into Aries. We've got this Jupiter Pluto conjunction. So it's 
that's just that's without even you know oh we've got saturn going back into a into capricorn um so it's just turmoil really uh especially between the eclipses this is a tumultuous 14 days and then even you know it's but really it's the whole period yeah and a lot of you know there's just kind of again we've got these eclipses the first one on the solstice which is june it's on june the 21st and then the next one's july the 5th i mean eclipses for me again are very similar to mercury retrograde themes that you know things are hidden there's an eclipse the light is being blotted out Hmm. so you know be aware of this moving forwards that again we're not you're not able to see things clearly at the moment you've got to wait for the shadow to lift and the light to be revealed um so this really is it's a time to wait and don't rush back out into life which some countries are inviting you to do you know really pace yourself as well that's kind of a key theme um, but maybe we should launch in with the solar eclipse, which is so powerful, isn't it? Um, mm. At zero degrees, Cancer, com- you know, coinciding with the solstice, which is this theme of very often beginnings, you know, things coming to light, something new starting, the start of a new season. And, it's, and actually, when the sun is at its peak in the Northern it's Hemisphere, the it's sun a- is at its peak and almost immediately, less than 10 hours later, an eclipse come, comes mm-hmm. and the, the sun's blotted out. So it's a really, there's, a, there's such power in that, such sort of potency. Mm-hmm. Um, a very potent period now. I mean, I think we've been in this potent period really since the Gemini uh, new moon in the end of May. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been going through this sort of period of, serious i mean i would call it magic you know there's a serious change as you say it's potent and this eclipse is extraordinarily potent it seems to me there's nothing more no more profound symbolism than the sun at its height being blotted out Mm. you know and i would suggest that there will be that this is about changes in the mundane world that we may or may not be able to predict but there will you know how with eclipses they say you know heads high heads will roll you know people on high will roll uh, uh, will fall yes um and this is this is a passing from one uh i feel like it's a passing of one stage to another and it, it ties in with the jupiter saturn conjunction in December, which is the beginning of a new era. Mm. So we're at the very close of an era now. We're at the very last mm. months of a particular era. When I say a new era, I really mean it mm. because this is a new 200 year era that we're going into. So we're at, cl- we're at the closing phase of this 200 year era and um, in these last months. And here we have this eclipse of something that's the highest Mm. the highest power Mm. is being eclipsed Mm. um this eclipse is only visible from part of the world it's visible i think all the way from africa to hong kong basically you know all the way across and you'll be able to see it yeah um and it makes a very strange quincunx to saturn which i think is really important and again this is about things that you can't see a quincunx is a strange angle about things that 
aren't working together. You know, so Saturn and the eclipse are not working together. They need adjustment to work together. And also they can't quite see each other. These two signs, Cancer and Aquarius, are not compatible at all. They can't see. But if they can see each other, then something magical can happen. Yeah. And that Saturn is at zero Aquarius during this um, solar eclipse as well. Mm. Um, And then the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction at zero Aquarius takes place on the next solstice, doesn't it? The winter solstice. So so the sun will be at zero Capricorn. Yeah. So it's extraordinary. So we have the summer solstice and the winter solstice. Yeah. These which are telling us pay attention to Saturn at zero degrees Aquarius. This is really important. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there hasn't been this conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter uh, since in at this early point in Aquarius since uh, I think 1226 or something like that. It's a really huge, huge shift into this new, new place, this new air place. But we're trying, we're at the end of this other stuff at the moment. Yeah. When you're in the end, you're in turmoil. And I feel that this, I'm not, I don't think this is the peak of turmoil particularly, uh, but it's certainly one of the very tumultuous stages. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing about this eclipse that I find a bit worrying actually is that it does happen to fall exactly on the Mars of India. Right. Natal Mars of India. And it's at its greatest eclipse actually on the border of India, Nepal and China. So yeah. you would expect those countries to be in the spotlight of it. And, and there's already been that incident. So yeah. I would be very careful. Yeah. You know, if I, if you're in India or China or, you know, near those places, Pakistan, yeah. uh, you know, it, there's something could really kick off there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, w- something aggressive, you know, it's on the Mars. Mm. It's on the Mars. Um, so, so we need to think about what this means for people on a personal level. Hmm. Um, you know, and this solar eclipse on June the 21st, you know, this solar eclipses are a new moon. So there's this kind of, there is this often new beginning or something new emerging, but as it's an eclipse, it comes from something that's ending, you know, and for me, this is classic straight away Aries ascendant. It's a cancer eclipse. So it's in my fourth house of home and family. And it's there where there's the endings and needing to look for the new beginnings. You know, I'm, I'm at a time in my life when I am on my own now Um, and I need to think where I'm going to live next. So, you know, it does feel like now's the right time to sort of set that in motion, but obviously it's going to take time to to play out. And it does feel very much like the end of one chapter, the beginning of another. I would suspect suspect also, um, who would it be for 10th house? Libra. It would be Libra 10th house, but, you know, I was... Um, I have spoken to three people in the last week who are thinking of moving country. Right. Massive, massive moves. In other words, leaving their tribe. Yeah. And I think that's another thing that says that is a, you know, maybe true for quite a lot of people because it's in cancer. Yes. And also, you know, this whole question of um, culture, identity, where you belong, Who's your family? Yeah. I mean, that has just, you know, this, all these questions are being really opened up for us at the moment with what's happening around the world, aren't they? 
yeah. where, you know, who, whose family, where do we belong? Where do you want to be? Who do you want to, to, to come together with? It's very powerful at this time. Yeah. And I would say, you know, it's obvious, as you say, for Aries, it's got, it's about that, but even, you know, for Pisces, it's going to be down there, you know, uh, in the fifth, isn't it for Pisces? Um, you know, that's, it's, that's about who do you play with? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Or for, uh, yeah, I wanted to say about, for Libra, I think it's a really key time for, you know, thinking about where you're heading, maybe yeah. one career coming to an end, you know, a new path opening up. That's really powerful for you as a Libra because it's, it's career vocation, future path. I mean, we should just mention that all for the cardinal signs, obviously this is super duper important. So yeah, really. as well, yeah. you know, it's your partnerships. Are yes. you with the right person? Yes. Do you need to adjust your relationship to make it work? Yeah. And, and you know, you're going to have to let go of something there. And looking for new people coming in as well, actually. Because yeah. I often think these powerful eclipses can coincide with synchronicities or, yeah. uh, you know, something happening or opening up that moves you down a new path. So I, wherever it falls in your chart, look, you know, look for these synchronicities, the things you weren't expecting that, that slowly bubble away, that come to light. Because I have to say that I know that um, the traditional view is that it's an occultation, you know, so it's the things become invisible. But I have to say that I find it's like a door, it's like a door opens, right? Yes, yes a portal. That's, it's a portal with mm. an eclipse. And the things, that means that things go, shh, they get sucked out, just like yeah. in, what's yeah. that movie, Gravity, you know, that movie where she's in space the whole time. Um, have you seen that? I loved that film, Gravity. I think I have, yeah. Um, Sandra Bullock. Yes, I have seen it. Yeah. Um, but you know, you things get sucked out into space, but yeah. things kind of come in as well. So yeah. it's great for getting rid of stuff too. And I yeah. think that would be, you know, and you get rid of things in order to let the thing stuff come in. Yeah, it's so, sweeping out the old to let in the new, isn't it? It's very much yeah. that that theme. Yeah. And for Aries in particular, again, I think it's about letting stuff, it's about like opening the um, waste disposal unit, you know, out it goes. Decluttering. I mean, Aries doesn't have much, you know, that's fine for Aries. Just get rid. Yeah. (laughs) Start over. (laughs) The law of the new. Yeah. But, but also for other signs, I was thinking, you know, like, uh, for example, Virgo, I think this is, you know, a time when, you know, for Pisces, it's who do you play with? But for Virgos, it's, you know, who, who are you hanging out with? Who are your associates? One of your associates may be leaving. You may want to change associations. You know, there, there's a sense of moving on from a certain group. Yeah. Possibly. yeah. And make way for a new one. Yeah. And with, I mean, Scorpio again, I mean, this, you know, fits for me perfectly because cancer is its ninth house. So I'm considering, you know, partly about looking, do I, one of the options is moving abroad. Um, and also the other thing that's been, you know, on my mind a lot is thinking about, um, you know, I was going to be teaching a course in Greece in September, but that's looking highly unlikely just with the whole state of the world. So, you know, needing to mull that over as well and look at, okay, when will it happen? And again, this sense of needing to cancel something or postpone something to, to restart it and for Scorpio that's very much to do with your travel your trips also courses maybe education you know looking ahead over the next six months with that 
don't hesitate to cancel stuff. No, what I would say because yeah. something else will come in. Yes, you hang on to it; it might end up in the wrong direction. So, if you feel like you possibly should be canceling trips, etc., cancel them. Yeah. Um, and what about well, for Leo's, it's in the twelfth, isn't it? So it's uh, more mysterious always in in the twelfth house. I I find the interpretation of what does an eclipse in the twelfth house actually mean? Yeah, you know, that's a that's a hard one. I mean, what would you say? Well, I'd say straight away, listen to your dreams, actually, because it's very often about the subconscious or the inner world. Mm. Um, you know, I think, I mean, personally, this this um, eclipse weekend, as it falls on the solstice, I'm going to be doing quite a lot of sitting and being mm. quiet and being still and around my fire pit, because, you know, the solstice is the time to celebrate fire and the sun. So, you know, with Leo, I would say be still. Listen to your dreams, be still. I mean, you know, what's what's your inner voice saying? I think it turns the attention inwards when it's the 12th house. Although there can also be a theme of caring. You know, what's calling you out? It can be self-care or actually caring for someone close as well. Decisions around that. Um, yeah, letting go of the need to care for someone else. Or yes, or passing on the responsibility yeah. perhaps or... You know, know notice your feelings, your attachments around that. I mean, for Leo's, the other thing is that with this eclipse comes Saturn in the seventh hat on the hat cusp of the seventh house for them. And this is important to note. You're going to be having Saturn in that house for the next couple of years after December. It's very powerfully pointing to that Saturn, which is asking about your commitment to a relationship. Mm. you know are you really committed and and trust your dreams trust your feelings about this Mm. um and maybe it's time for you you may have been i mean it's also a question of trust sometimes i think Mm. um it's interesting that quite a few leos i've talked to have actually had a lot of loss Mm. in the past few years and I think this eclipse may be coming, letting go a little bit of that grief, mm. actually. Yeah. Yeah, that would fit. So who else? Is there a... Um, Sagittarius was another yeah, one. Sagittarius and Gemini, because that's kind of, it's it's about money, isn't it? There's, you know, the Cancer Capricorn eclipse cycle has been about money. And this is, we're coming to the end of this cycle as well. Mm. This is solar eclipse on the tw- June 21st and the lunar eclipse on July the 5th completes this cycle. So it could be tying things up. It's either letting stuff go or it's tying things up. And for both Gemini and Sagittarius, it's it's about money on a very sort of, you know, practical level. This is the financial axis. It's about, you know, again, this is very much about values, looking at what, you know, your value, your self-worth. So areas to do with that, I would suggest both those signs. Yeah, I think that Sagittarius is, you know, I would guess that it's more about your debts, you know, Mm-hmm. uh possibly mm-hmm. um you know you need to hopefully it's like hey i'm going to pay off all my debt and it's gone mm-hmm. letting go of it or you may just need to come to terms with some kind of quite a loss there mm-hmm. um and similar with i mean with gemini it's more about your earnings isn't it and how you value yourself yeah and your self-worth 
um, you know, you may have, you may actually feel that your self-worth may be very low around this eclipse if you're a Gemini, because you've also been having the Venus retrograde through Gemini, which may have been, had you, have you really questioning your, your worth, you know, am I really that value? What am I worth? What am I value? So the thing I would say to Gemini's is don't forget, this is actually just an eclipse and it's just a transit. So don't go around thinking that this low feeling, if you have it is the, is the truth. It's not. Also, I think for Gemini, and this is knowing some Geminis in my life, it is also about needing to look where you can earn more money. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you've got Mercury uh, in Cancer, you know, in the same sign. So this is a real time to explore your options, um, you know, reconnect with people from the past, look at, you know, what, what you're doing next. It may well be about just needing to come up with some good ideas to to, and um, also letting go, letting go of the one that isn't going to work. Yes, yes. You know, that idea isn't going to work anymore. Yeah. I mean, for some Gemini's, really, I would think this will definitely be the end of one income source. Yeah, you know, yeah. so it's just let it go, move on. Yeah, you know, Mercury retrograde might help you to find something else quite mm-hmm. quickly. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, if you need to replace that quite quickly, go back to people that you knew before. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a temporary, maybe a stopgap, mm. but do it. You know, trust. Yeah. Um, and the other star sign we haven't looked at really for um, this eclipse is Taurus. So I mean, it's falling for Taurus. It's in, you know, it's in your communication sector. So this may be this need, um, you know, to find to find a sense of community or to. Um, to reach out to people, particularly if you've been on your own and you're feeling lonely, as I know in this, again, thinking about Centaurians in my life who, who are wanting more, you know, wanting more connection, wanting to, to reach out as well. And it's very often, you know, for tourists, this could be about siblings as well, your relationship with mm-hmm. sibling um, and issues there coming, surfacing, something hidden coming to light as well. All the neighbours, maybe you're not getting on with your neighbours <laughs> and yeah. you need to sort things out there. Yeah, with your siblings, it may be that, you know, the, the, the tension, <laughs> it may be a release of tension. Mm. You know, it's time for you to turn over a new leaf, mm. really, with, with certain, there's some, some of those close relationships. Yeah. Um, and possibly also for Torians, I'm just wondering if you're finishing off a piece of work as well mm-hmm. that you're going to let go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some um, project or some big project. Yeah, because it's also study education, isn't mm. it? That, um, mm. that writing, Taurus. yeah, writing. Mm. So, I mean, really powerful, kind of exciting eclipse. I think this solar eclipse coming up. I mean, on a mundane level, very tricky um, in certain areas. But you know, personally, there is power in it. There's power in it, and think oh, definitely, of endings and new beginnings. Aquarius also we haven't talked about and for Aquarians of course you've got Saturn in your own you know your own ruler in your sign which is being the it's knocking on the door of Aquarius this eclipse it's knocking on your door and you know you need to think about what you need to let go of in the next few you know and this is 
probably, it may actually be to do with stuff that you're doing every day on a daily basis, well, how you need to change your schedule um, to really take advantage of the next few years. I think it's also about health for Aquarius. Yeah. Really taking good care of your health, looking at what you need to do there as well, particularly if any issues emerge during this time or come to light. Yeah. Or stop doing, you know, stop doing stop. I mean, yeah, the habit and looking at, it's more about that, isn't it? It's like, let go of the, you know, pretzel eating. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The pretzel eating and the binge watching needs to stop and the gaming, the pretzel eating and the gaming need to stop Aquarius. Okay. Aquarius. They like their gaming very often. Let them have a nice time, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's some... your choice. Your choice, Aquarius. We're just saying. <laughs> you just need to adjust something about your routine. Oh. You know, that is actually maybe not very healthy. Yes, absolutely. So powerful eclipse, and then we should move on, I think. Yeah, yeah. I do hope I... we've addressed that for everybody. I think um, we have. I hope so. Um, I mean, the you know, on the 25th, and Venus turns direct in Gemini, yeah. doesn't it? Um, a couple of days after Neptune turns retrograde. So Venus and Neptune still entwined. They're still mm-hmm. entwined with this, you know, we were talking about how it is about, you know, sort of gossipy stuff. And, and oh, I think they're still entwined really until August. Yeah. You know, I really do. I mean, it's not quite so underhand because Venus is now direct. Mm-hmm. But she's still moving very slowly through Gemini. She's still going to be in Gemini till the 7th of August. Yeah. Um, and also there's just, you know, when a planet, when one of the personal planets turns direct, it often really coincides with a significant turning point or a time to, you know, open up and um, use the information you found out. I don't think this is going to happen with this Venus retrograde, actually, because of its connection to Neptune. And because Mercury is retrograde until July the 12th. So I wonder whether you're still, you know, if you're in a bit of a muddle about relationships. And I'm thinking, you know, Venus ruled signs, Taurus, Libra, also I would say Gemini, Sagittarius. Don't expect this kind of bolt of insight with this, you know, Venus turning direct because it's such a muddled and confused. I would say it's a dawning clarity you know, gently dawning. Um, But yes, I think it is such a muddle still. Uh, Venus is going to be stationing at five degrees of Gemini for most of the rest of the month, actually. So she's sort of very still on that same point. Mm. And so it's a gradual turn. It's not like a, as you say, it's not a dramatic shift. Mm. But I think you begin to get more clarity. Mm. from that point onwards uh and i think it's actually pretty good for gemini's yeah that who like i say they may have been feeling very low self-worth and now you you should start to feel actually i'm really likable and people want to get to know me and uh i'm going to get a fantastic new haircut you know this is the and ditto for sagittarians who may have been having Either a much more there, are two things happen with a Venus retrograde in your seventh house, which is what Sagittarius. Sometimes your relationship gets deeper, mm-hmm. or you have a very secret, torrid affair. Um, 
or you, you're feeling, you feel that your relationship is worthless mm. and all of that turns around, you know, gradually mm. as, as Venus turns around from the 25th onwards. And you may begin to think, actually, this relationship is more valuable than I thought. Mm. Um, or actually, I just want to completely throw it away because we've got that next eclipse coming up as well. Um, but the Venus, but Venus turning direct is also really important for Pisces. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, yeah, she said spinning her whole entire machine around to look at it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Pisces fourth house. You know, it's time to get. I can tell you, speaking as a Pisces, right? This is um, uh, is that all the, lots of things in my house have broken, have come to the end of their time in the last during this venus retrograde like my fridge my is very boring appliances um so i'm gonna have to get some new ones and i'm sure that that's the venus direct because i definitely should not be doing that during a venus retrograde yeah and also venus you know it's it's, it is linked to money so you know venus it's spending money now you need to spend money on those appliances Sadly, money opening up so you can do that, Christina. <laughs> What's coming up for me? Oh yeah, great jobs. Um, where did you where do you see that? Where's where's the cash coming from, Sally? I I um Oh I see. <laughs> <laughs> Mars is going into Aries. That's good. Pisces second house. That's could be good or it could be bad, couldn't it? It's like oh, you know, I at first, I think it's going to be, I think it could be, that's, that's where to put your drive and ambition into mm. getting the money to pay for the appliances. To pay for the appliances, which are already broken. Yeah. My, my kitchen is shocking, actually. It's, um, yeah. And that, you know, also Taurus, I mean, Venus turning direct in Gemini in your money sector, this, this could either be needing to spend money now, or it could be that, you know, there's a lovely little something switches and you you receive a little nugget or a little bonus or a gift or you find ways of earning more but again it could be a turning point around money matters for Taurus. just as a sort of interesting point for people i mean i i don't you probably may not follow the stock market at all but stock market volatility in around now already because of the venus retrograde but when this Venus turns direct and then in the week that follows will be very interesting to see whether it goes mad actually. Well, and also, which is, you know, you, you mentioned that and I think the Jupiter Pluto. Oh my God. Yes. On June the 30th is, you know, Jupiter and Pluto are often Jupiter's abundance and it can be wealth. I mean, Pluto, God of the underworld, it's hidden riches. And Jupiter-Pluto conjunctions are often really key with regard to the economy. So we've got the second one this year. The first was on April the 5th. The third one will be on November the 12th. So, yes, I mean, that would also suggest that this is going to be a time of real real highs and lows on the stock market with the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction. And also, you know, fear and confusion i mean they because saturn will be going back into capricorn yeah so there may be a return saturn goes back into capricorn on the second of july first of july i think isn't it first of july following day yeah they're very Um, so that's a return of kind of you know a reality check 
So we've had a period of people feeling a little bit more optimistic and then we'll see what happens. Well, I agree. My, you know, the, it's, it's been all this powerful activity in Capricorn that's been a symbol of the COVID, the virus. So I think, you know, we've really got to wait and see what happens at the end of June with the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn, Saturn coming back to Capricorn to actually see, you know, whether we're right to kind of open up lockdown or whether we need to be stricter. And I think Uh, some countries already are are needing to be stricter, aren't they, again? Well, Beijing has gone back into lockdown. Yeah, I know. I was thinking of China. Yeah, the, um, the... The, the conjunction of Jupiter and Pluto on the 5th of April coincided with the explosion of coronavirus yeah. across yeah. the, in here anyway, and it had already hit Italy, obviously, but it suddenly hit here in the United States and the rest of Europe. Europe. So I would be expecting another, I'm not saying a second wave, but it to suddenly start spreading and it may not be where you are, yeah, and maybe specific locations, mightn't it? Might be certain places. Well, it may be somewhere where you know it may suddenly start again, and you know, spreading in Africa or uh, South America further. You know, um, other places that haven't been hit yet may mm-hmm. really start to get it. I mean, Brazil's had it badly, but Africa's done quite. You know, has managed to avoid um, a lot of the COVID up until now. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I'm questioning that. I mean, th- this time it's a double retrograde conjunction yes they're both in retreat aren't they yeah so it may actually speaking of a second, it may actually be a returning to places that it was before so in fact thinking about it i wouldn't surprise me if it china had to do something again mm. Mm. and that you know this this really adds intensity doesn't it to the cancer wherever cancer or capricorn falls in your chart i mean the eclipses are both triggering cancer capricorn Mm. Um, and then you have this jupiter pluto conjunction and saturn returning to capricorn i mean yes there is this kind of completion but there's a lot of power Mm. in these um star signs and i'm thinking you know for aries in particular this is falling you know again there's something about authority or you know your position your status um, you know, maybe you're being encouraged to step into a new role during think, this time. I think it could be quite, I mean, I think on a personal level, weirdly, this stuff can be positive. You know, the Jupiter in Capricorn is pretty good for Capricorns. Yeah, it is. You know, and Jupiter in Capricorn is pretty good for Cancerians. You know, you may have a relationship that has risen back from the dead, frankly. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's been revived. Yeah. been revived. Uh, and that may be going quite well. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I I, uh, I can actually think of one, mm. uh, two Cancerians back together. But you know that that kind of thing. You know your relations relationships with Cancerians. There's some surprising good in the mix of all this, and intensity. Yeah. Um, and the reviving stuff, something from the dead, seems to me quite a Jupiter Pluto conjunction idea. Absolutely. Uh, so you know, if your career, for example, if you're in Aries and your career is absolutely flatlined, you may be reviving it from the dead this year. Yeah, and I'm sure for a lot of people, this you know, this period is when jobs that had gone are starting to starting to open up more. It may as be as simple as that 
you know, you're getting back into into work or into, you know, the new role that you were playing beforehand. Um, Jupiter-Pluto, for me, also this themes of, you know, rebirth and renewal, transformation. But it isn't about, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? Because the Jupiter-Pluto theme isn't about necessarily throwing stuff out completely. No, absolutely. Um, it is, you know, it's about regeneration. It's about turning something old into something new. Well, it's interesting. I was thinking about Librans with this. Yes. In particular, you know, it's like you've bought a derelict house, you know, and you're actually reviving it, or you've bought a piece of woodland and you're going to plant a new wood or, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. That's how basic it is for Librans. It can mm. be that you're, you know, you're creating a garden from a waste pit. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's, it's interesting. I mean, similarly for, you know, Scorpios, it may be some kind of community effort that you're reviving, you know, it's, mm. there's this sense of something being revived that is nearly dead. Yeah. So um, notice where it falls in your horoscope. Yeah. Um, or like for, you know, um, and it, there's power in it. Like Sally says, there's power in this mm. and in figuring out, you know, not giving up on the thing that you think is really important in that area. So for Pisceans, it's strangely political, you know, not giving up on yeah. the government. <laughs> really? <laughs> or, your, yeah, no, or your group. Or your you know, beliefs, maybe. Your beliefs. Principles. <laughs> not giving up on those and reviving them, you know? Mm. Mm. And I think it is, you know, this particularly for, I like this for Sagittarius and Scorpio, actually, because it involves your ruling planets, Jupiter's Sagittarius, yes. Pluto, Scorpio. So that really is a time to kind of dig deep. For Sagittarius, I mean, this could be a turning point around money, making some really, you know, something that can be reborn or transformed, turning something old into something new. I mean, think about what that symbolism means for you. So, um, and then again, Capricorn is, is really key as it falls in your, your sign. I, I have seen quite a lot of Capricorns um, this year in general, actually with Jupiter, they're really stepping up, playing yeah. big. And you know, who are actually embracing this sense of power and ability to make the change. I mean, yeah. this is the other thing. Capricorn, you are the transformer. Yeah. You are the person bringing change. You're able to change people's lives. You know, if you're channeling that power and energy, you're a powerful person. You know, you, you can, you, especially, obviously, if you're born later in Capricorn, but for all Capricorns, mm. um, it's an incredible moment because, you know, Pallas Athena is, in, is involved in this conjunction as well. Yeah. Um, she's just a couple, you know, a couple degrees away from it, also retrograde. Um, so this is the triple retrograde of these things, having another go. It's like having, you know, you try and start the car and it doesn't take off and you're trying again. Now you're trying to get the car going. Yeah. Uh, but this time you've got a fantastic mechanic in the form of Pallas Athena. Mm. Um, and so it's like this sense of combustion, the sense of explosion, I feel. And that's mm. why I'm sort of thinking of cars. It's like room. Mm. Um, you still can't completely go forward though, because Saturn comes back into Capricorn, mm. puts a bit of a block on things, I think, but that's okay. You, you shouldn't mm. go quite yet. You still need to think about it. Mm. Yeah, this is, it's a, you know, it's a 
it's it is still hard to get ahead isn't it yeah you're still trapped i mean a lot of people are still going to be trapped yeah uh you know again i'm thinking about the scorpios trapped at home and the libra is probably trapped at home but it's okay because you're going to be planting that forest or whatever it is that you're regenerate you're rejuvenating you're regenerating it's time to start looking ahead and planning ahead and thinking what next, even if you can't move right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Virgo is going to be very good there with all that Capricorn power for Virgo. It's great. Actually mm. it's earth power. Mm. And frankly, also for Virgo, you know, the, the, um, that eclipse isn't so bad either, but it's about your kids possibly with a lot for a lot of Virgos or about your creativity you know, you want to, your kids are growing. Just as a matter of, see, this is a metaphor. Your kids are growing. They're incredibly smart, they're, but they can't get out of the house. Mm. Do you know, that's the Saturn blocking yeah. it. And that's the yeah. same with if you're writing a book or if you're doing something creative or whatever. You're doing this incredible stuff, but it's in, in a locked in situation. Mm. and i wonder also what this means for taurus because of course it's travel and study sector for taurus i mean i do think it is a time don't give up on those long-term plans i mean really try and dig deep particularly if you're you know you're trying to gain new qualifications for something don't give up now and don't give up on that dream of moving somewhere wonderful or you know taking a sabbatical it will come but you really need to kind of get the sort of gritty determined side of that earth okay you know and also one step at a time it's like what this this saturn moving back into capricorn and this conjunction do is they it's like a distillation process it's like a condensation if you see what i mean so things are become much more intense that you produce there so it's like if you um it's like flowers coming up through the cracks of a pavement Mm. you know they can be more glorious than the ones that have been put in the beds and everything there there's yeah. something more creative about them yeah so the creativity for virgos could be very intense and i also think for as you say for taurians this is like your mind because it's been constricted and you've been forced to stay at home or forced in some way you've been blocked in it means that you flourish with greater intensity. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that carries on, P.S. That is a big theme of the rest of the year. Yeah. This blocked in intensity combination yeah. of being blocked in, but fl- flourishing very powerfully. Yeah. Oh, I like that a lot. Um, also, I think at the end of June, we do need to mention Mars, don't we? Um, ah! Because Have on Mars, avoiding that? <laughs> on June 8th, Mars enters Aries, where it remains until early July. Um, you know, and this, and it will once it moves in on June 28th, it triggers the um, solar eclipse yeah. on June 21st. So it's very combustible and volatile, particularly on a mundane level. Yeah, but you know, I think this 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 Mars will bring for certain signs as well. It is going to at first while it's moving direct. You know, Mars in Aries, it's sign of rulership. It can get ahead. It can get things done. So there will be some people who do really feel this kind of you know need for um, having having a plan, having a focus, having something to move towards. It's um there's a surge of dynamic energy. I mean, there is a surge of dynamic personal energy for 
a lot of people. And the good news is fantastic if you're Aries, pretty good if you're Scorpio. Yeah, um, Mars you know, signs. Mar- the Mars world signs. This is really cool. Bit worrying if you're like the rest of us milling around. So the, there will be more civil unrest, I'm sure, under this Mars Aries. Mm. Yeah, with Mars and Aries. And, uh, and, you know, on a personal level, more frustration and arguments, anger. You know, where's your anger going as well? I mean, I think this is going to be a key question with Mars move into Aries. It needs an outlet. Physical, great, if you can do that. Um, but, you know, if you are feeling hemmed in and restricted notice where it wants to be unleashed and come out and don't take it out on the people you live with, for example, go for a run. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Libra also, you, it's important to know that for a Libra, so you may have people being aggressive with you. Yes. Yes. You know, Libra. Yeah. Yes. Don't, you know, and avoid, you know, I would, you know, for Libra in particular, I'd really avoid those kind of road rage arguments that can yeah. kind of just erupt suddenly. I mean, that's not worth getting involved in that if kind of thing. Spring up walk away. Yeah. Um, that's a very serious piece of advice for Libra, um, especially, you know, later into July when there's a Mars Chiron conjunction at some point, um, that would be what, like mid July. It's yeah. I can't quite remember when it is. I did write it down. Yeah, I, w- I would be careful around then if I, for Librans. Um, you know, you don't want to get into a, a, an argument with people. Um, I, th- I think for all the fire signs, Aries, Leo and Sagittarius, this could be good news. I agree. Because you know, it, it does give you some get up and go. It gives you kind of, um, you know, an outlet to get things moving. It could be actually quite creative in a very dynamic go-getting way. And I think, you know, the fire signs do need to find something fun as well fun stuff to get yeah. your teeth into um, sales people you know yes uh, well, she sales people in particular well, sales people well sales people i always think sales people need fire you know yeah you they do need fire you need a big ego and yeah. fire yeah well just to sort of get people going um uh, so yeah i think it's pretty good for sagittarians as well don't you i mean i, I like that uh that's but sagittarius you have got to have a sport or something that you're doing yes you know aries in your fifth house gotta have something fun well it could be sex as well in the fifth (laughs) that's athletic when you're a sagittarius i'm sure making babies (laughs) yeah popping the babies out for sagittarius if that's uh, on the agenda Oh, Lordy. So I think um, I'm aware we're talking a lot because it's a really busy month, but I think we do need to move on um, and try and com- try and bring things to completion. I mean, we do have the lunar eclipse then on July the 5th, don't yeah. we? No, Which I'm is- looking at that chart and it's that's, that's at 13 degrees of uh, Capricorn, that eclipse. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say, you know, out of all the Cancer Capricorn eclipses that have been going on since July 2018, this one doesn't feel as bad. It does feel more like um, resolution, things coming to completion. Unless there's something there that you see, Christina, that you don't like, but it's Uranus is the planet that's um, most closely connected, actually. Um, It's in sextile to the sun and trine the moon. Um, 
So, yeah, I kind of feel like it will bring certain matters to completion. Well, I see something I don't like. <laughs> oh, okay. Go on then. You tell me. What don't you like? I'm not too sure about Chiron being right there on the bendings. Oh, it's at, okay. It's at nine. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not close, close, but no. you know, you're saying unless you see something you don't like. I, you know. Uh, yeah. And that Mars Chiron conjunction must happen relatively soon after that, then, mustn't yeah, it? Exactly. So a few days yeah, after, I'm I'm still on my. You know, I would be. There's some kind of wounded. Let's just get it out there. There's some kind of wounded masculinity which may be acting out. Okay, and that's in the collective. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, and also for Libras, it may actually be someone directly that you know. Mm. um and you know i i i feel that that it's not a i think i feel it's a volatile and dangerous energy it mm. needs to be managed mm. mellifluously and gently by the rest of us um and, I, I mean full moons heighten emotions don't they? heighten emotions exactly it is a, it's always a trigger time and also um, i would put in the i would add in that mercury retrograde yes mercury remains retrograde there doesn't it and it's pulled in a bit to the eclipse although moving back from it actually it's at seven degrees on the day of the eclipse it's moving it's in between the node and the eclipse so it's almost exactly at the midpoint isn't it of between those two yeah um so that that's a it's like a mercury retrograde eclipse in to me that's what that is and so i would also caution people to be careful about what they hear and again we're still in this weird fake news period yeah yeah we are and it's like the fake news might trigger a, a reaction yeah and that is personal as well you know uh so you know so for um say taurians be careful of the gossip that you're hearing in particular yeah. you know this is this is on the news axis for for taurus yeah. um for example and for scorpio be careful of the of what you're hearing of the gossip that you're hearing and thinking think about how it's so, so or how it's triggering you and i, I think it's the word which is a very kind of fashionable year word to use but there's something triggering around this uh this eclipse yeah it's not a time to be reactive is it no it's a time to time to stop think and you know let things settle yeah um you know mercury will turn direct a week after this eclipse 12th of july and i would really just you know that for me is a turning point you know, once Mercury um, switches direction. And I think it could be, I think it could be a very powerful um, Mercury station actually when it turns direct this time, because it feels like it's, it feels like it's brought so much stuff with it. (laughs) Yeah. There's so much going on during the whole time. Mercury's been retrograde. It's like, here we go. This is what's going on. Now you can start to sort things out you can start to deal with it and make your you know start to make more rational decisions actually not as you were saying right at the start i think um you know then you can kind of it's not as emotional mm. you know you it's like I, unattaching i like this image of having gathered a lot of stuff 
during the retrograde. It's like a child with a sack full of marbles or something, mm. you know, and then the marbles are poured out. Yeah. So I, I my feeling, you know, I, I don't want to be kind of neg, you know, too gloomy because I feel that all of this turmoil can trigger a lot of stuff for people. That's good. You know, letting go, uh, you know, deeper understanding, um, all of, you know, all of that, uh, and releasing things that need to be released. Um, but at the same time, I think that one will be negligent, not to point out that this is a, a time for caution. Mm. And this also with Saturn going back into Capricorn, that says caution to me. Yeah. And yeah, in, in different areas and particularly, I think, you know, um, with regard to the virus and what's happening, you know, this isn't over yet is my personal opinion. So just keep yourself safe. You know, don't, I've heard a lot of people as I've been out and about thinking that, you know, everything's going to get back to normal. And um, it's a, it's a time to kind of not just leap back in. Yeah. Leap back in. Let's wait and see. Yeah. And there's that. There's also, you know, in this country, there's Brexit coming up. That this is all it's been forgotten really by all you which know is actually, that. which is actually a huge you know wave that's going to be sweeping the country along and then there's climate change yeah quite frankly f- f- to me uh, a lot of the um you know there's climate change there's also this black lives matter you know the um people civil getting worked up about their civil rights Mm. um so there's a lot of there's a lot of words flying around do you know and a lot of ideas flying around and we haven't really um and this it's like it's like a snow globe you know it's all being shaken up Mm. um and we don't really know how these things are going to come you know what's going to how things are going to settle yeah um and the forces whatever side you're on but the seems to me that there are well i know what side i'm on but anyway it seems to me there are reactionary forces yes that one needs to be aware of yeah yeah and yeah i think that's particularly true with with mars getting fired up again as well during exactly. the period you know there's a danger that hate breeds hate isn't there yeah mars um you know and you lose the kind of more rational moral ethical mm. peaceful approach um mm. so um i'm aware that we really need to wrap up christine okay okay We've yes talking for an hour but we should just point out that there's a, a another new moon in this period isn't there in yeah cancer. um so there's a second new moon in cancer at 28 cancer on 20th of july just before the sun moves into leo um so you know a symbol of new beginnings except it is exactly (laughs) exactly opposite saturn who just seems to be getting his blooming ore into everything at the moment Mm. you know when just when you think you can kind of crack on and plan a new life here comes saturn saying just a moment please just you know i say let's all not rush now (laughs) settle down settle down in the stalls now um (laughs) way to go yet yeah yeah so you might be feeling pretty far from where you want to get to but that's i mean 
if you're being basically it's about caution again yeah you know this is a new moon that's 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 blocked by saturn essentially yeah. um at least it's an opposition you can kind of meet halfway i suppose but so yeah. it's a, you know there if you want to start something new you're going to have to make a big compromise yeah you're going to have to dig deep and work hard as well with saturn there mm. So what an interesting month, Christina, eh? I mean, lots going on. I'm sure um, a lot of people are kind of really feeling it. I mean, get engaged with stuff, but do it in a way that is constructive and not destructive, I would suggest, in the coming month. Yeah. Plan Um, ahead. I mean, do plan ahead. Um, I also think that there's strength in retreat. Yes. And this is what I'm thinking about, things like... I thought it was, you know, in London, there was a supposed to be a Black Lives Matter uh, demonstration, but they canceled it uh, because of the right wing Mm. counter march. And they just allowed the right wing to do their thing. And actually, that was a very smart thing to do, you know, and that sense of um, that retreat is the strongest form. This is Clausewitz, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. Retreat is the strongest defense sometimes. And I think that's a thing to keep in mind this month. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to push ahead. No. And on that note, <laughs> I think we should say goodbye. Yeah, I think we should. Otherwise, they'll, just, they'll never come back. They'll be sick of no, it after this. It's like, oh, they've been going on and on. It's been a big month. <laughs> Yeah, it is. We'll be back bad. with lots of playful energy when the sun is in the <laughs> next time. La, la, la. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll have a great month. Um, stay in touch. Take care. Okay, uh-huh. see you later. Bye.